In last week's Midweek Connection, I posed the question, what is Christmas? Well, today, I want to take another step into the topic of Christmas, asking, who is this child that we celebrate every December the 25th? Now, I'm going to get to that and share some important announcements in this Midweek Connection, Wednesday, December the 20th, 2023. things kicked off, I want to remind you that this Sunday is Christmas Eve, and as is our custom, we're going to gather together for worship to celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, there's going to be a time of fellowship in the Mission Cafe beginning at 9 a.m. with special Christmas treats. We'll have coffee and cocoa and, and lemonade and even water for those who like to keep it simple. Our worship gathering begins at 10 a.m., and includes music celebrating the birth of Christ, families reading scripture, and special music from both Will Lops, our music director, and Jonathan Martin. I'm going to bring a message titled, He Came for This. I believe it's going to be a blessed time together as we celebrate the birth of Christ our King. Now, just a reminder, this is a family gathering, and so we will not be offering our normal Sunday morning ministry for kids. But there will be nursery for newborns through two years of age. Finally, there will be no evening service, nor will there be note guides to pick up for this coming Sunday. Number two, birthday offering for Jesus. This year, our offering is going to Mission Aviation Fellowship, where our missionaries Dan and Jody Appleby have been serving for many, many years. Now, this year's offering will provide funds that are needed to deliver newly translated Bibles to the people of Papua and also to purchase much-needed tools to keep the planes flying safely. The deadline for giving your Christmas offering is Sunday, December the 31st, and I thank you for your generous giving. Number three. A new Bible study is coming up January the 6th through February the 3rd. It's called The Bible, Authoritative, Without Error, Sufficient. <laughs> the teacher is Bertie Harms, and so this is a class for our ladies. And I believe it's going to be a helpful study, and I encourage our ladies to take part. Now, you can register for the class using the link that will be provided in this Friday's email blast, and I hope that you will. Finally, our 2024 Bible reading plan is titled Seeing Christ in All of Scripture. Uh, this is going to be a unique experience as we dive into Scripture to discover that Jesus Christ is the thread that connects everything in the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. To put it simply, Jesus is the center of Scripture. Now, copies of the 2024 Bible reading plan will be available at both the west and east entrances beginning this Sunday, December the 24th. And I encourage you to pick one up so that you'll be ready on day one of 2024 to discover Christ in Scripture. Well, those are the announcements for this week. Let's now turn our attention to the spiritual focus. One of my favorite Christmas 
is titled, What Child Is This? It's an appropriate question to ask when considering Jesus' birth. For out of the billions of babies born into this world, Jesus' birth was the most unique and His identity is one of a kind. Consider the unique circumstances surrounding His birth. First, His mother claimed to have conceived Him with no man participating. In other words, she was with child, but she was still a virgin. Both Mary and Joseph had an angel tell them that this child would save His people from their sins. And as the time of Jesus' birth approached, an astronomical anomaly occurred, creating a special star that guided Magi from the east to Joseph, Mary, and baby Jesus. In another location, angelic hosts appeared to shepherds, singing the announcement that a Savior had been born in Bethlehem. Has there been any other child born with even one of these unique circumstances accompanying its birth. You know, I feel safe to say that there has not been even one. The reason for this is found really in the fact that the baby born through Mary was the most unique child ever born. The Gospel of John chapter 1 provides revelation concerning the uniqueness of Jesus. Let me read a few verses from that chapter. Verse 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, darkness has not overcome it. Moving to verse 9, The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen His glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Well, I want to share seven words that flesh out Jesus' uniqueness. Number one, eternal. John said that in the beginning was the Word. Now, the word there translates a Greek word, logos, which is a title for Jesus as the embodiment of the communication of God. Now, together, this sentence tells us emphatically that Jesus is an eternal being. Another way to say it, would be to say that at the beginning, when creation had its first second of uh, existence, the Word, that is Jesus, already existed. We see from this then that He transcends time, matter, and space. The second word is the word with, and the Word was with God. 
Again, God, the Father, is an eternal being. His name is Yahweh, meaning self-existent one, meaning one who is without beginning and with no end. And John writes that the Word, that is Jesus, was right there before creation in the personal presence of God. The third word that I want to share is the word God. And the word was God, John writes. You know, that's a really curious statement when you consider what it ultimately communicates. The word, Jesus, in his own right, is an eternal being who from the beginning has enjoyed personal presence with God. But even more, the word is God. The truth of this is both mysterious and wonderful. Although separate from God so that He is His own person, He is nonetheless God. Not a God in the presence of many, but the one and only God. And to ensure that we got the point, it's repeated again in verse 2 where it says, The Word who is God was in the beginning with God. So we find both a separated uniqueness of the Word from the Father or the Spirit, while at the same time a unified sameness. The fourth word is the word creator. All things were created through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. So when we think of the sun, the moon, the stars, the solar systems, galaxies, plant life, animals, insects, birds, fish, and yes, mankind. We all exist because of the Word. Jesus exercised His power to bring all of that into being. Number five, the word life. In Him was life. All life derives its existence from the source of life which, according to John, is the Word. That is, it is Jesus. And it is significant that this is why Jesus said He came into the world. He said, I have come that they might have life, and that abundantly. John 10, verse 10. Number six is the word light. And the life was the light of men. The words, the life, here speak of the life of the Word, the life of Jesus. His life literally became light for mankind. Jesus declared, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. John 8, 12. And finally, verse uh, number 7 is the word flesh. Verse 14, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen His glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. So we've been looking here at the Word and other words that help us understand who He is. He is eternal, with God, is God, Creator, life, light, flesh. He became human. As they say, He pitched His tent among us to dwell with us as one of us. And This is where the glory 
of the Christmas story begins to shine its brightest. The Eternal One chose to enter His creation by becoming part of His creation. He did this because creation was cast into spiritual darkness and death through man's rebellion. He came to bring His light, life, and redeeming reconciliation to the Father with whom He had already enjoyed eternal fellowship. And verses 10 through 11 tells us that He came first to the Father's chosen people, Israel, but they did not receive Him. We find as we read the Gospels, they loved miracles and marveled at the wisdom of His teaching and they enjoyed His healing touch and multiplication of resources to meet their needs. But when it came time to admit that they walked in darkness and needed the light of God to save them, for the most part, they couldn't do that. But there were those who heard His message. They saw their sin. They felt the deadness of their souls. And Jesus' words of life and light filled them to overflow, and they believed. And it says in verse 12, And to all who did receive Him, who believed in His name, He gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, meaning of fleshly birth, nor by the will of the flesh, which means self-determination, nor of the will of man by natural causes, but were born of God. You know, 2,000 years later, nothing really has changed. Some reject Him, others open their hearts to Him. But to all, He says, come. He says, come because the debt of sin has been dealt with through my blood on the cross. He says, come because I rose from the dead on the third day to give eternal life. He says, come because I have sent my disciples to the whole world to declare that salvation and relationship with the Father are accessible to all who will believe in my name. And if you will believe, the Lord says, I will give you the power and the right to become the children of God. So, who is this child? Well, simply put, He is God. And He calls us to come to Him and to find rest for our weary, sin-laden souls. I have a question for you. Have you turned to Jesus? Have you received His gift of reconciliation with God? Have you received the eternal life that that reconciliation brings? Both the forgiveness of sin and eternal life come by faith. Faith in and through Mary's babe, who is the Son of God, the Messiah, the Savior of the world, Jesus the Christ. The door to salvation is open, and to all, Jesus says, come. My contact information is there on the screen. If you'll reach out, I'll reach back, and I believe that the Lord will meet you at the point of your need. Well, let's take a moment to pray. Heavenly Father, in this season... Each year we celebrate uh, the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Sometimes it's difficult to keep our focus there with all of the things that go on in this season around us. But I pray for those who are uh, listening to this Midweek Connection, and I pray for myself that we'll be able to maintain our focus where it needs to be, that we will marvel at the grace and mercy that you have poured out through Jesus and that we will worship Him and serve Him and grow in Him more and more each and every day. 
And I pray for those who are listening to this Midweek Connection who do not yet know Christ, that your spirit would open their spiritual eyes, would, would uh, prompt their heart to recognize the, the need they have for a Savior in the Lord Jesus Christ. And may they find Him during this Christmas season receiving the best gift that anyone could ever receive. So Lord, I pray that in this season you will bring souls to yourself and into your kingdom. Father, I pray this now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, as I've already said, this Sunday is Christmas Eve. I look forward to our time together as we, the Mission Church, celebrate the birth of Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Until then, God bless and have a great week.